Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Uh, this episode's for everyone who creates courses or you've got some sort of membership where you know there's churn, there's attrition, people falling off the wagon, leaving you refunds, all these bad things. How do you solve that? Well, the quick answer is gamification. And that's a fancy word for just how do you turn what you're doing and how you deliver it into a bit of a game because people like that progression and stuff. People like rewards. People like surprise and delight leveling up, that sort of thing. So my guest today, Jenny Hansen Lane, is going to talk about all these really cool ideas that she's done for her clients to you know, slash refunds, attrition, and churn and burn, all that sort of stuff, and how to turn that around with gamification. It's a really interesting chat, heaps of actionable ideas you can take away from this. And uh, fun f- fact, Jen and I actually met, I think, two and a half years ago in uh, Boise. So uh, we also do a bit of just like bit of chats as well towards the end which is kind of fun so stick around a bit of a longer podcast than normal because uh, it was actually fun to catch up with jen and uh stick around it's pretty good hey this is jules dan here from storytelling secrets i'm joined by a special guest jenny hansen lane from gamificationagencies.com yes you'd be surprised how many times i stuff up people's thing even though they just tell me that the second before jenny thank you so much for coming on the show today I am so excited to be here and just have a great conversation. We always have great conversations, so I'm so excited to share things with your audience and hear more about you. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so Jenny and I, before before we started the podcast, if you're listening right now, um, we met the first time ever was right before COVID hit 2019 at an event in Boise, Idaho called Offermind. My first event, it was so damn good. I met so many cool people. Jenny was one of them. Um, helped create a chatbot for her back in my chatbot days. And um, it was really, really cool. And now it's, I think it's been almost eight months or nine months since I had a conversation with you, Jenny. Yeah. And it's really fun to see kind of the evolution of entrepreneurs because we are both kind of focusing on different things at Offermind. And it's really informa- It's really interesting because information leads to inspiration so it really kind of helps you fast track stuff. So I'm sure you could still walk, you know, bust out a chat bot if you needed to, but it's really cool that you, you, you would take what you learn and you infuse it into all everything else that you do. Well, I busted out of chat bots, chat bots, because, um, <laughs> man, they were getting, they were getting a bit, uh, it, it was, you know, how Facebook is yes. they're, they're like a cat on a hot tin roof. It's just like, Oh, change the policy, change the policy. I couldn't keep up with it. Um, I got Chantel a really good result with a thing called a story bot. But then I realized I could do the exact same thing with emails. And then I went straight into emails and then I've been going really deep in that email rabbit hole and storytelling. And I'm still here 150 podcasts later talking about stories. So cool. So freaking cool. And what are you up to right now, Jenny? So I launched the gamification agency about seven or eight months ago. And that kind of fell into my lap because um, I joined a coaching program and all the, it was kind of mainly for female entrepreneurs and all the girls in there kept teasing me about getting to the top of the leaderboard all the time. And that was just really important to me. Um, I'm kind of a competitive person. I played soccer in college. And when my soccer coach told me that there was a leaderboard for our division, I was like, okay, how do we get to the top of it? And I did in my freshman year of soccer, I was number one in the nation for goals and assists. So I just really love having a measurable goal to hit and leaderboards do that. So I realized, wow, this is right in front of me and I can really help motivate people. So I started taking on clients and teaching them gamification for their Facebook groups or their coaching programs. And it kind of just took off. There really is a need to emotionally motivate people inside of your online business. And so mm-hmm. we just fill that niche really well. So you fill the void of 
Okay. So community is really important. That's, that's something I've learned a lot with group programs. If there's no community, people don't stick around. Um, but it sounds like if there's no incentive to beat your community or to have some friendly competition, or maybe it's just to squash all your competitors. I don't know what the mentality is, but that seems yeah. to get people fired up to take action a little bit more than showing up and be like, how's it going everyone? Yeah, you, you nailed it. And there's an industry, uh, some stats in the industry and it's 3% of people that buy an online course actually finish it. So we know that we're having incompletion problems. We know that we're having community problems. So when we talk about gamification and we define it as the emotional motivation to help people get results, it really is a great way to cut through and reward people just for like opening the course and doing those first, first few things that you've asked them to do. And I think it's important for a course creator or a coach to recognize that you've already cut out the work to get results for yourself and you can really help someone transform their life. But if you're not thinking about it from the customer journey experience, it's going to be really hard for you to shine. And it's not just about you, right? Like you want results for your people. Mm -hmm. So gamification has that duality of when you get results for people, your business is better because of it. That duality between the customer journey and what was the other thing? And your own business goals. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like if we want, if we're having trouble and people are buying maybe a low end uh, ticket offer and they're not really working with us one-to-one, what can we do to fill that gap, to bridge the gap with, with gamification? And so some of those principles are like, are we rewarding people for actually doing things in the low ticket? And what can we do to increase the community where people are like, Hey, let's do this together. Let's go on the journey together. Yeah. Okay. This is really interesting. I've had a few guests come on talk about how to complete courses. Um, Susan Lennonson actually came on. She's helping, she's doing that in her own uh, funnel agency and helping create people, helping create identities to step into before they complete the course. Really curious to hear, you know, what are those key pillars that you teach to get people to finish stuff? Um, I'm sure there's a million ways, but what are those main three pillars or whatever, how many pillars you got? That's a really great question. So I was actually just on Susan's podcast like three weeks ago and I met her in Boise at OfferMind too. I actually stayed at her house. So we have a lot of conversations about customer journey and designing things that actually empower people. And the whole movement behind an alter ego is that people do buy in for transformations and health, wealth, and relationships. So what if we can just give them the platform to say, hey, you're good enough, you're worthy enough to be able to do this and I'm going to help you get there. So in terms of like the pillars, the really important part is being able to identify what you want to gamify because anytime you gamify, it's putting gasoline on the existing fire. So is it, you know, I want to increase my um, completion rate for my people, or I want people to buy more from me. It's okay to say that because you're serving them and you're giving them results. The second part is what are the rewards that are actually exciting? When people ask me, well, you know, I'm going to give them a t-shirt and it's like, that's actually compensation. That's what Starbucks does. When you go through the checkout line so many times, Starbucks gives you something that's compensation. It's not gamification. Other times people say, well, I'll send them on a scavenger hunt. Like, well, that's not gamification. That's entertainment. That's no different than a video game. That's why we play video games. So sometimes people get a little mixed up on what gamification is, but essentially it is the emotional motivation to help people get results. So it's like, what can I do to make sure that, you know, Jules has all of his plate cleared to focus on the things that I'm going to ask him inside of my program that are going to move the needle. And with a lot of platforms now that, that, that infuse gamification tech side, you're able to email people immediately when you know that they have watched the video. And how does that feel when you're taking your time out of your day mm. to learn a new program and they're like, hey, I see you, I see you. Yeah. Well, yes, when you feel seen, you are more likely to go back and do more, right? Because it hits the dopamine, it hits the endorphins, and it's even better if you get results. So gamification, you know, is, is such a crucial element for everybody to infuse. And I feel like with COVID and virtual learning, it's not going to go away. You know, the word was invented in 2011 and I got my certification in it last year, but really if we can find more ways to emotionally motivate people, it's going to move the needle. And something that you and I have in common is we really love fitness and a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So emotional motivation just kind of makes sense. You know, like we want people to be able to become their best self, but what can we do to reverse engineer that experience where they come out like, okay, I'm ready to do this and I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, cool. Would you mind talking about either a case study or example you've done with some of your clients? Uh, I'd love to hear in action of, 
of how you emotionally motivate people to get stuff done. Yeah. So that's, there's so many different examples and I'm going to share one because gamification, every time I bring on a new client, I'm so happy if I haven't worked in that type of style of offer. And so when I talk about style of offer, it's like, are you a coach and you have a coaching program? Do you run a podcast? And so this particular client, she runs a summit and it's called profitable course creator summit. And so it's going to, you know, she does it every year and we gamified it. And so we talked about, you know, what is the struggle? And if you run a summit, if you're a host, you already know the struggles, you know, the struggle is that people will sign up, but they won't show up on those days. People will sign up, but they won't pay for the upsell. So there's a little couple things that we were talking about in the strategy. Those were our goals. We wanted to have more signups and we wanted to have more upsells because typically summits are free. So what we decided, because a, gum, a summit is three days, we decided to reward people for participating after each day. And so once we knew that, she divided each day into a topic, and then we figured out what is the identity that we want them to step into by taking action on day one, and then we created with alter ego principles a badge based off of that. So the first one was like organic traffic master, right? And so this would get unlocked when people would participate on the first day and they were able to post it in the Facebook group. So that's building community, right? Because there's a call to action anytime we reward something. And so because a summit is three or four days, we need people to be able to buy to participate in everything. Mm -hmm. So one of the coolest goals is that we actually didn't give people a badge unless they upgraded. And so then it was like, well, I already have these free badges from day one and day two. I need day three's badge. And so she told me after the summit that in the course of just 14 hours, she increased her revenue by $3,500. And that was nice. because she shut it off and said, okay, to be able to participate in this, you'll actually need the upsell, which we do all the time, right? Summit, summit people say, but there was no badge ever associated in yeah. beginning. So that was really cool experience for her to see that gamification in action where you're rewarding people and they're feeling validated. And so some of the incentives that she's working on now, because we're working together on another project is what, how are we rewarding people more than a badge, right? Cause a badge is fun, but you're not going to wear it on your shirt. Yeah. Well, maybe this is why I wanted to interject Jenny. Is that's all right. Go. Yeah. I ain't motivated at all by badges. <laughs> Something about me, I know there might be, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not trying to be some, yes, some asshole yes. here. Um, yeah. Some people like myself are just not motivated by external flashy things. It's like, what's the point? So how would you get people like me inspired to take action? Yeah. So that's a really great question. So that's one of the most important parts about creating a badge that incentivizes people to change their life. So as Susan mentioned, and I'll mention here, the alter ego is who, who are you becoming by doing these things? And so something that we do with our badges is that we unlock other courses and programs that they can't get any other way. Uh, so that would, that would interest the ladder, you. Is what you're saying. Cause you're a lifelong learner, right? So mm. if you know that this badge includes a PDF cheat sheet that shows this or case study that unlocks something you might be more inclined to be like, you know, I don't care if I'm on the leaderboard, but I want the resources to master what this person's talking about. Another thing that would be incentivized for someone that's not competitive or doesn't care about badges is maybe when they've completed something, they actually get a discount into a high level program because they've communicated to the course creator. I actually do take action. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of different techniques that you can use that's not just about badges or points or leaderboards where people are like really grateful. And so here's just a tip. Here's just a gold nugget for anyone that's listening that has a course and you learn something and you're like, I'm going to add that to my course. Don't do that anymore. Think about how it can become a bonus when someone takes action inside of your course and you unlock it that way. And then you're hitting into that customer's journey of like shock and awe where they're like, that was so cool. I had no idea I was going to get this bonus and it just keeps mm -hmm. coming. So there's really great ways that like people are motivated by that. I know when I get a surprise email or a surprise gift, I'm always humbled and always grateful. And typically I don't forget it. So it could be like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, a stack of five or 10 great business books, a free call, like an audit to make sure you've got everything done in that course. And put you on the right path, like a fast track call. Um, what, are, what are some other cool bonuses that you've seen people who would think it would be really good for a course and then they withheld it just to make people come to the end? Yeah, so the, the, the most brilliant part about this is 
any smart business owner is going to have what's called a value letter. They're going to have those entry level places that people can get to know them on their podcast. They're typically free. And then as you slowly move up the value ladder, people pay more to work with you at a high level. So the really cool thing about bonuses is what can you give your person before they buy the high ticket? that just sends them over the edge, right? So it's kind of like sell, Steve Larson, we both love him. And he says, sell the thing that sells the thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy for me to say, gamify the thing that you wanna sell. Because when people feel more prepared, you can give them, you can even give them part of the coaching program. Like, oh, I'm unlocking bonus one for you. And they're like, wow, this is so cool. This is $12,000 program. And they just gave me module one. How much more likely are people like, oh, I want access to all the other modules and I'm going to buy it. So I would say when you're thinking, anyone that's listening to this, when you're thinking about gamification and bonuses, think about what you can over deliver on that doesn't cannibalize other offers, but still shocks and awes your customer where they feel seen and they want to keep going on the journey with you. Yeah. I can see a lot of potential for this with emails. When someone opens that page, and they're like, I choose not to upgrade. And then the email sends them social proof of being like, are you missing out on Johnny getting this amazing result? Or oh, he's with all these people or whatever it is. And that's like an instant trigger email as soon as they leave the landing page. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. Yep. Um, yep. You've got the right gamification juices flowing. And it's really just that customer journey, right? Like, what can we do? And no one's really sending emails like that. And that's what's really cool is that you're mm. actually respond, you're actually rewarding people for taking action. And what is the number one thing we want people to do to take action with our emails? We want them to open them and we want them to interact with them because it makes our list better and stronger. Yeah. Speaking of summits, you know, maybe you've seen this before. I went through one recently, a paid one it was damn good. Um, I really enjoyed their funnel because it was it was advertised as 150 bucks. Don't pay. You don't. You put your credit card down, but you don't pay um, unless you think it's worth it, or you cancel it before and no harm done. Or they um, discount it by 50 percent, and you pay on the spot, and they give you a whole bunch of bonuses. And for me, I was like, well, I was going to pay anyway, so I may as well just pay 50 percent less and get this bunch of stuff. Just curious to know, you know, how did they structure this? I know it's completely different from gamification, but. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I love where we're going with this because the elements of scarcity is a really big part of marketing. And so when we talk about gamification and emotionally motivating people, people are tied to wealth, right? It's wealth, health, or relationships. So if we can save money, people will pull the trigger just by saving money. And yep. that's a really great example of marketing, you know, infused with getting people to take action. Cause that's, that's all we're trying to do in the world is help people to take action and get results and transform their lives. And commit, like we were just saying, yeah. yeah, like all the principles are they've, they've got to put some sort of commitment and then you reward that commitment and recognize them recognition and praise. Like we've just talked about is so, so powerful and getting them to do that. All right. So we've covered, I just want to sum up here. Um, we want to be showing them the ladder. I like doing that behind, you know, giving them a bit of a taste of what's, what content they could be doing, irresistible bonuses and just hinting at that. Um, commitment discounts for them to get through, especially if it's a, some module of a, of a mastermind or a high-end program. Is that correct? Yeah. Am I missing anything? I'm sure they're missing a lot. Um, one thing that we didn't really talk about that I just want to put like a little plug into is um, I mentioned that we both like health and, and wellness. And I recently hired a personal trainer and I'm gamifying my fitness. I've taught her what gamification is. She started using platforms to like reward people and it's been really fun. But like at the end of the day, I still have to hit the foundations of wellness and fitness to hit those goals. So I have a goal of like, even though I was a college soccer athlete, I never could do a pull-up. So my goal is to do a pull-up. You can do so it. So like, yes, thank you. So she's giving me all these exercises of like, work on the band, work on the band. Yeah. But we all yeah. know anyone that can do a pull-up knows it's not just muscles in your back or your shoulders. There's more movement and there's lots of things to learn about it. So when we think about this, having fundamentals inside of our co coaching programs or offers we really want to be clear out the clutter for people. So they're not confused on how to get a transformation, right? It's not like, okay, here's a thousand workouts. It's like, if you had 30 seconds 
and you could only give me one piece of advice to get this transformation off of the sales page you promised, what would it be? And that's a crucial part of gamification is to break things down in a very simple way where people are very clear on what they need to do in order to get results. A lot of people get through coaching programs like, oh, I didn't get any results. Well, how many times did they get in the first video was like four hour training, right? Like it's really hard on our brains. Science tells us that we can only go like 35 minutes before we need a break. And so with gamification, when we're talking about like rewarding people for taking action, how much better would it be if we could remove the clutter out of our courses and just be very clear with feedback to let them know what we need to do? And the cool thing about being simple, I call this a binge and buy method where mm -hmm. they get in, you've, we've all done it. We've gotten in a course. And the first thing we do is we see how long the first video is. And if it's like really long, we're like, okay, I don't have time for that. So that hurts your completion rate in itself. So being able to think about your format in a gamified manner of like, okay, I want people to partake and I want them to do this. I'm going to be small and simple. If you're thinking, Jenny, I cannot cut three hours out. Now you have your bonuses right? Like be small and simple. And then when people take action and you cannot shut up, you do that as a bonus thing. You do that as a masterclass. And then those are just the frosting, right? Like I shouldn't use frosting because I'm gamifying my cherry on top. Those are just, yes, that's just the fruit on top. And you're still focusing on the fundamentals. Just focusing on the fundamentals will allow people to get results. So there's just a lot of change that needs to happen in the industry because people take launching a funnel or launching a program more as a self-development exercise instead of thinking about the customer journey and how they're going to increase their customer's transformation, which also leads to more sales. So it's kind of silly. We think of it that way. Mm. Jenny, is anyone else really doing this right now? Are you sort of doing this kind of alone? I'm curious. So that's a great question. I know of a couple people in the online space that teach gamification. Neither of them are certified and neither of them have their own signature frameworks. And so that's really what sets me apart is that mm -hmm. I'm certified and I've aggregated, right? Like when we met, I wasn't talking about gamification. I was talking about authenticity or, you know, offering. And we had the commonality of like storytelling that it's really powerful. And so now with this framework and um, having I did a group coaching program, the gamification fundamentals. So there are people out there, but not in a marketing sense. And so there's really a lot of opportunity for people to use gamification now before their competition infuses it into their business. Um, but I come from an abundance mindset. So I offer a certification now in, in my own gamification fundamentals, where I help people come up with their own gamification framework so they can go teach it. My last, my last client was a principal in a school and she's gamifying the kids' activities each That's month. Awesome. And just to like, okay, we get to dress the teacher up however we want if we read enough books this month. Mm. It's just blown up because, I mean, obviously gamification was kind of geared toward children learning online. But now we're really talking about, you know, what, what are the goals? So the transformation is to help the kids read more. So what's your reward, right? And so it's not so much pizza parties anymore, but it's the community of like, we get to dress the principal. Yeah. So there's so much, op, you know, opportunity that I want people to, you know, and I offer free strategy calls for this because I truly believe that the world would be better when we can emotionally motivate people to get results. It's all really, it's really interesting because back in my personal tra training days, I, I'm not, you know, I used to be a personal trainer, right? Yeah, yeah. Behavior change from someone who is like pre-contemplation. So it's like, I'm not quite in the gym. I'm thinking I might do this to contemplation is like, okay. Actually, pre-contemplation is like, it's not even aware you need the problem. And then contemplation is like, okay, I need to, I need to go do this. Um, and then that stage from pre-contemplation to contemplation, I forgot the next step is, but consistently doing the thing of consistently eating right, going to the gym, stressing less, eating and sleeping well. Some, if for some reason, it's very difficult. They never actually taught you this at uh, uni. They didn't really teach you this at personal trainer school. They don't yeah, teach you. How, yeah. They don't really teach you. It's not really, it is habits, but it's almost like, you're trying to get them to attach to some desire that's not nothing to do with the body. It's it's something else. I don't know. It, it, it's more than confidence and it's more than sexiness at the beach. It's um, I never grasped it. Some people really did it, but then the way you've explained it today and I've I've seen it really well. 
the reason why gym challenges work so damn well is because it's it's time-based you know there's leaderboards um everyone is there to help each other out like we're just talking about a community so there's definitely something to it yeah and the really crazy part is um in marketing we understand that people are doing two things and this works for fitness too and i thought about this as you were talking they're moving away from pain and they're moving towards pleasure. And my own experience of hiring a personal trainer, I had to gain so much body fat from COVID or whatever to snap me where people ask me like, well, how did you just lose 30 pounds in three months? And it was like, well, that was, my life was so painful, right? Like I knew what it was like to be in shape because I played soccer. And so when something is so painful, I'm willing to follow the expert and do exactly what they said. So the cool thing about that for course creators or anyone listening is that you're going to meet people that typically if they bought your offer, it's because they are moving away from pain. And that is a commitment, right? Tony Robbins says people who pay, pay attention. And that's a perfect opportunity for you to start serving them and giving them very small actionable items so they can have quick wins. It's the quick wins that empower people to keep moving forward with you. Mm -hmm. As I always think about that a lot, like if I'm not providing quick wins, in a podcast episode or any type of program, then what am I doing? You know, I don't want to waste anybody's time because time is not a renewable resource. Money is, and being able to just align in that way. So I think that's really interesting because my trainer also says like, Jenny, I'll tell you what to do. And you, you're like one of my only clients that does it. And I'm like, do or don't, there is no try, you know, like, but my brain is kind of wired that way. I, I might self self-diagnose myself as a little bit obsessive, but it kind of works for me. So taking those principles of figuring out, okay, well, this person's not quite committed. That's where gamification comes in, right? Like you said, like, oh, well, there's a leaderboard. So everyone knows you're at the last or everyone knows you're number one or community. Like we missed you when you weren't there, FOMO or things like that. So I'm glad you brought up timing because time is a really great way to do gamification when you have those cutoffs. And people have that on a sales funnel page sometimes where you have a limited time to buy something, but that is actually a form of gamification. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually realize it until it all came full circle to my perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also really interesting, Jenny. Um, I, I'll definitely ask towards the end how people can find out more, but I want to learn a little bit more about you. You know, what are you focusing on the next six to 12 months inside your business? Yeah. So it's getting really exciting to do gamification for people with the gamification agency. But I think what I really like is doing the one to many. So we'll be launching for our third time, the gamification fundamentals. And that has just um, an, an instant certification at the very end of it. So when you go through all the programs, it's uh, 12 weeks of coaching, you'll be able to receive a certificate um, about gamification to be able to have your own framework. So I'm really excited about that because I feel like anybody can have their own little customized um, signature gamification framework, right? Like I've been thinking a lot because I'm a podcast person too. Like how can I gamify my podcast? You know, how do I really reward those people that are listening every day? And so that's something that I really want to come up with because, um, it's the best, right. When you like, when people are actually listening to the words that you're putting out. So that's implementing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And getting results. But listening is, you know, listening is such a, such a beginner part of it that, if you get people listening, it's just a really great place to be because they're more willing to like and trust you. I feel like that with Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels that um, when I implement what he says, I do get results. So thank you for chiming in on that. that. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And um, I kind of feel like a servant to gamification. I feel like, what does this need to be? And I really think I need to launch an affiliate program where people can start selling this and share the frameworks with other people. Mm. And uh, that's why I wanted to ask my next question. What's that one thing that you're a little bit scared about that, you know, you need to focus on in order to achieve your vision in the next six to 12 months? Ooh, that's a really great question. Um, I think, it, you know, when we talk about getting results, we talk about behavior change and we talk about motivation. It really comes down to discipline and consistency. So I need to get really disciplined about being consistent about promoting it because I'm a mom to three boys. Sometimes I'm like, okay, today wasn't a great day. I was too busy with, not too busy with my kids. I spend time with my kids, just the balance and, and, and being in the trenches of motherhood. So being, not using that as an excuse, excuse, but it is what it is. 
So the discipline to be consistent in getting the word out there, right? Having the strategic content, as you know, I'm a podcast person. I have over 750 episodes. Are you still publishing daily? I'm not right now, but I feel like maybe if I had a strategy, I would go back to that. And I'll tell you why. You were a machine doing every single day for so long. How many days did you do it for? It was like uh, two and a half years straight. Oh my goodness. It was when um, Clubhouse came out that I kind of got off track because I was like, this app is so cool. It's live audio. Um, But I'll tell you my mistake with that. I don't regret it. My mistake was that I didn't have a real clear strategy. But I will tell you that something did happen. Russell Brunson said, publish often to find your voice. And I found it. Yeah. So like, I have no regrets, right? So just my struggle moving forward, it needs to be have a real clear content strategy for gamification. All right. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Hey, I want to go a little bit more personal now about me. That's all right. You know, this is a funny fact. You want to hear a little thing about my uh, childhood? Yes. Okay. So, you know how you've, you probably relate, you've got younger kids. You know how kids just love watching the same Disney movie over and over and over and over again? Yes. <laughs> one of my, one of that, that movie for me was Forrest Gump. And the name that's imprinted in my head is Jen all the time. And when I see your name, it's just like childhood memory, childhood memory. It's really funny because um, I spell that J-E-N-N-A-Y. That's, I feel like that's how you say Jenna, yeah. and I'll have my email list when I sign that way or put it in, it always gets a response. They're like, did you mean to spell your name like this? And I'm like, so they're kind of dense. They don't see like the Forrest Gump gif or whatever. Um, but yeah, my dad used to sell, used to yell my name that way on the soccer field. So I actually just went to Savannah, Georgia and sat in the place where Forrest Gump sat on the bench. And that was kind of magical. So when you come to the States next, you got to go to Savannah, Georgia and just do the Forrest Gump tour. Oh, I'd be so, I haven't been to the South. You know, I went to the West coast, um, New York, none of the East, just New York and nothing in the middle. So I'd be down. Yeah, you're not missing much in the middle, but <laughs> well, I've had a so, few guests. I've had a few guests come on. Like you should come to Ohio. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the Midwest, right? Yeah. Where, are you yeah. living in uh, Kentucky right now? I yep, I live in Kentucky, and I'm from Utah, and I'll live in Kentucky for four more years, eight months, sixteen days. But who's counting? Four more years. Is there something? Are you? My son, my son is will turn 18 and we won't have to share 50 50 custody with his other family because he will be in high he'll be out of high school so that will really free us up to be like where do we want to live so i kind of joke that we're counting down but it's it hasn't always been like easy sharing but um he helps me with gamification he's a really fun kid so (laughs) it's good Helps you with gamification in what way and how? Well, it's actually really funny. There's a couple moms that are like, please put out a gamification for motherhood. I need it so bad. And I'm like, I'm not interested in that. And they're like, uh, you're a mom. Gamification for dummies. The next book by Jenny. Yeah. (laughs) So um, my kids, we do gamification in our house and we do a point system so they can earn video games. And so there's different things that they can do. If there's any like fighting or quarreling, they get minus points. Um, When they make their bed, when they brush their teeth twice a day, they get points. So it's all these really funny things. And my whole family, if there's someone, if we learn about something, they'll say that's gamification. So it's actually fun that my family's really involved um, in the gamified manner, you know? And so they're giving me tips like, you should do this. You should, you should give everybody a hundred dollars that opens your emails. I'm like, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred bucks just to open it. You want to hear a gamification story gone wrong? So yeah. in primary school, which is our your elementary school, in the last yeah. year, which is grade six for me, they had this money system where you got rewarded and you got like um, tokens or whatever. And there was that prize ladder. So like a couple of dollars was a lolly. A few more dollars was you got to sit on the comfy chair when everyone sat down on the ground. And the top one was really expensive. That would normally take a month or two to to buy and that was a game so like you go outside and play a game outside yeah i kid you not all the kids just banded together like all right we're gonna put our money together and buy a game we bought so many games and the teacher was like all right i've got to honor your request we bought so many games that our class was had the worst maths results ever (laughs) 
my entry exam the next year into high school for maths was just shocking. They're like, <clears throat> why did this happen? Like, why were them? Why was their math level so bad? Like, uh, we kind of rigged the system with this gamification stuff. But um, but anyways, yeah, they, they didn't give you math games. Yeah, I'm glad actually you brought that up because there are wrong ways to do gamification, and I want to just share some for any of you that are interested in gamification. Um, don't put people on meaningless scavenger hunts. Don't do it. You know, like find a secret word in my email. Like, don't do that. You know, and I'll tell you why. Does it create behavioral change? No. But just make, oh, make you want to hear busy. something? Do you want to yes. hear something cool? What, yes. Okay. The legendary copywriter Joe Sugarman. Yes. He was selling um, one of the first computers ever. It's a fun story. First computers that had a uh, a spell check. And he said, if you can find the exact amount of spelling errors in this sales letter. So as he was selling it in the sales letter, he mentioned at the start, if you can find the, num- the, the correct number of spelling mistakes in this, you'll get, I think like $400 off. And at the time that was massive. And yeah. because of that, he got a, such a big, big response in that. Some people didn't even want the discount. They just wanted to be recognized that they got the correct number of spelling mistakes correct. And that- I actually love that for direct sales, like in-person direct mail. I think that's brilliant because people are already taking time to sit down and just go through their mail, you know? So it would have been direct mail back then because I think it was like yeah. early 90s or something. Yeah, the legendary copywriters know how to write on paper. You heard of Joe Sugarman before? I think so, but it might have just been from other books that I've read that quoted him, other uh, copywriters. Well, he's definitely done a few versions of gamification more than just the spelling thing. Like, I'd definitely check him out. Do you have a book you would recommend that he's an author of? Yes. Let me look at my bookshelf. Um, He probably has a lot that he's written. uh, He's got a lot. I can't see it right now. It's it's called the Ad Week Copywriting Handbook. That's the first one I got. Who introduced you to him? My copywriting coach who's been doing it for 20 years. That's cool. He's like, you definitely want to read Joe's stuff because he he was around before Russell. I think Russell probably learned off that guy. And um, anyways, it's just going on a tangent a little bit. but That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's fun to see when people infuse things. Another another form of actually, since we're talking about books and gamification, is um, I read a book. I can't remember the name now, so I'll have to like give it to you to put in the show notes when I find it. But he he unlocked a letter on every chapter, and then the letter answered something where you would get a URL to get something free. So like you could do that in an email sequence where like you're actually rewarding people for reading your emails. Like, all right, we're going. We're gonna. I guess a scavenger hunt with strategy. That was the example that you shared with the computer, but I've been in some gamification environments where they just do like a gamification, they do a scavenger hunt with no results and not creating transformation or there was no strategy. So I think having the marketing behind gamification just makes it a really powerful muscle. Okay. I've just got another example that came to mind. Tell me if this is a form of gamification. You heard of Ian Stanley before? No. Who is he? He does a lot of, email copy, like teaches people email copy, okay. um, different ways to make cash online, that kind of guy. But he's actually not as shifty as make money online. Anyways, he had a <laughs> birthday sale. So a great marketer makes an event out of everything. And for his 31st birthday, he, he's had 31% off for three of his main offers. And it was like a pick your own adventure. So if you want to do this, click this link. If you want to go this, do this click. And it went to a different YouTube video. And on the YouTube video, there were different, he was just casually talking. And then from the YouTube video, sent a trigger email. So it's like, you're pretty much going through kind of like we're talking about. Um, That trigger email then was just like selling the benefits, selling why the identity, like you were just talking about. And then it went to a sales page and each sales page was different, but I don't know. Have you seen anything like that before where it's like pick your own email launch adventure? Well, that does work because last year for my birthday, I did a birthday sale. So before I tapped into gamification, I was kind of like a obsessed with offer creation and I have a lot of different offers. I teach you how to launch a podcast from your phone. I give you four years of authentic prompts, all that different type of stuff. And um, I did a birthday sale. And because one of the numbers in my birthday had a seven in it, everything went on sale for $7. 
And I told people every two hours, I will, I will email you a sell for $7. So I told them ahead of time. So at the end of the day, I made over a thousand dollars just by sending these emails out. And I kind of wondered, like I sent 14 emails that day. I was expecting, I was expecting like unsubscribes. Mass unsubscribe. Yeah. But people just replied, Jules, they were like, happy birthday. It was like, holy moly, that was so cool. And someone else told me later, like, I looked forward to your emails all day long because one, I didn't care if they were automated, but you were sending them on your birthday. So I thought that was really cool because I didn't really, I didn't really put any, like, I'm going to shock and awe people. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this for my birthday. So my birthday is actually 30 days from this time of this recording today. So 25th of July. 24th. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm in the American future. My bad. <laughs> so I need to figure out um, what to do for that. And, and maybe I need to make it gamified this time. So I have my own little email case study. Something. Oh, I was just like, would you, so you did seven, seven, 14 different products at $7 or 7% off. $7 each. Okay. And all my products before that, all the ones I put on sale were under $97. So it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't really cannibalizing anything else. It was just like fun things I'd put together, run ads to, and could have retired really. I was wondering like, maybe you could do some, <laughs> that's too far fetched. I was going to say like, you know how um, letters, so Jenny and you know how each letter has like a numerical value to it. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I'm just going somewhere with uh, that's that's not going to work. I'm terrible yeah, at math. Yeah, like cryptology yeah, or something. Or yeah, yeah. I need to figure out something, but I need to make it like I need to stick with the framework and strategy of gamification, where I'm asking people to take action to get results to create transformation. Right. So yeah. like, not just buy the fun. product and then be like, great, I've yeah. got a seven dollar product and just put it. Yeah, down. like. Like at the end of the day, like it was fun to get those birthday sales, but like, was I changing anyone's life? Like if I could come up with a strategy where they're like, wow, that was really cool. I implemented this. So maybe it needs to be like a, I don't know, gamification masterclass that you can access for a really cheap price, but you have to go through some gamified experience to get there. So they buy, they buy the one $7 product and then they get a thank you funnel. And then um, on the other side, they're like, you complete this, you get the next one free. There you go. Just like you're talking about. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And I mean, I've inside of the member, I use member vault for gamification. It's a membership site, uh, kind of like just where you, you, um, house your courses and inside of there, they love gamification. So they've actually changed some of the coding in the program when I've given them feedback because they know I'm like obsessed with it. So inside of there, you can do stuff where if people take action and complete something within third, three days, you can unlock things. So mm. it's just really cool to be able to, to reward people for being action takers. Well, I think this has been a really cool and fun conversation because normally I don't, I normally I don't try not to go on tangents, but it's okay with you, Jenny, because I know you really well. And um, yeah. my audience yeah. can forgive us because I never, <laughs> I never go on tangents. I never try and make it like a Joe Rogan where you just go wherever. For three hours. Yeah. 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 What podcast do you listen to by the way? I will watch clips of Joe Rogan. I listen pretty well to um, Russell Brunson's. Mm. And then the guy that wrote Niche Down, um, I follow his podcast. I'm trying to get him on mine, but he's so busy. So those are some that I listen to uh, pretty, you know, when they come out. And I've kind of taken a book, I kind of taken a break from podcasts and started reading more books. Mm. And so really I've read almost every book about gamification and I'm actually, that's probably something I need to announce. I'll be writing a book on gamification with my framework, yeah. um, but I'm yeah. really just kind of like figuring out because my framework is based off of an aggregation of a lot of different things that I've learned with our alter, alter egos, the psychology of change and discipline. So there's really so much to share, um, but I'm not I'm not as obsessed with podcasts as much as I was a year ago. I'm kind of, I go through spurts. Who's your favorite? Uh, I do listen to a lot of Russell. I wanted to ask you if I read this book. Have you read Outwitting the Devil? I just I bought it that. after he talked about it, and I've started it. Yeah, dude, I'm not even religious, and um, that's wow. You're, you're religious now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just used um, the devil and God as um, forces of good and evil. 
but yeah i mean yeah they represent that negativity isn't something that you want in your life so it applies the same but uh yeah, how, how far through are you through it because um man, well i i watched all of the podcasts that he did yep. with josh is that josh. his name Josh yeah. talks faster than I don't. I'd never really listened to Josh. No disrespect to him, but he talks faster than Russell. And then both of them in the same podcast. I'm like, wow, this is really hard to understand. Put it in slow speed. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple books that Russell Brunson has recommended. So like when I get one, I'll like buy it immediately. And then um, oh, the, the traffic other secrets one, is it dot com secrets? Is it well, I've read I've read those, but the other one is Atlas Shrug. I am. It's a heavy a book. To, uh, I'm not quite yeah. up to that. Yeah. So I, but I get the gist, the gist of like being a, being a producer versus a consumer. Mm. So um, I definitely think the customer journey is like in those stories. So I have a lot, I have a lot to do. Um, me and Russell also share the same religion. So there's a lot of books where like, if he recommends it on his private page, I'm like, oh, I read that. It's so good. So I actually have a package I need to send Russell for my first time. I'm kind of nervous. It keeps sitting on my desk, but I need to just do it. He likes old books, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that what you got? No, I made something. Um, I'm I, people that are on this call. We're on a video, but I just made like a timer, and then I have some cards to help like affiliate, um, click funnel people push their sales. Is that so? It's just like a little. Is that to tell him to write faster for his new book? <laughs> no, for what is that bootstrap? Bootstrap expert? Bootstrap secrets? Is that what's called remember. his new book? He's talked about it on his podcast that he needs to write one called bootstrapping, but I know that he feels called to share a more personal story. So I think that might be the book he's actually writing right now. He's doing the personal development one, right? Yes. And that one is not, I don't think that one is bootstrappers, Yeah, but he did talk about bootstrappers after traffic secrets. That is, so. I don't know. I don't know why, but it, he's very heavily stigmatized. But when you listen to a lot of his stuff, like, that man's a walking wisdom filled he's very knowledgeable and um he doesn't let the uh the he makes a good point like most people who've been in this game for the amount of time i've been in they drop out because of something um success their ego gets in the way success blinds them or whatever and that's why when you when you read outwitting the devil he's like this explains why so many people drift that i know and um fall off the radar drop off the rails or whatever you want to call it um so i got a lot of respect for him he's a cool dude yeah that's awesome and those principles you know that's just that discipline like what are you going to do when you're not in the mood and how you know like we actually there's science that like our bodies need breaks and we can't always stay motivated so it's really that discipline of like no i committed to this business and i'm going to see it through when when you get to um outwitting the devil i'm curious to hear how some of your thoughts because Napoleon Hill, he absolutely wrecks the crap out of schools and religious teachers. For Yeah, so so I have The Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill. It was a book he wrote before that. And um, if I'm not mistaken, Outwitting the Devil was published by his family after he passed away, right? In 2011. So, yeah, so it was it was content that they weren't sure how the world would receive. So in The Laws of Success and think and grow rich which is also by napoleon hill they talk about how the system is not set up for entrepreneurs and is set up to be very cookie cutter don't think about it so i know i will like outwitting the devil maybe i need to catch up to you and then we can just do reviews on here of the book or you'll actually you'll come on my podcast that's what we'll do we'll talk about it there i'd love to talk about it. There's, there's heaps to go into it. a few controversial things to go in like i said he backs the crap out of the school system and the way religious teachers instill fear and fear yeah. takes away your ability to think clearly and independently. Um, and that's what causes a lot of people to drift. And there's all these ways that people drift and then fall off from the purpose. And, oh man, it was, it was damn good. I right. think, I think talking about it with you on, on my podcast would be really good because I am very religious and you aren't but we can still come together on the principles that are taught there. And that could be really cool for our audience. Have you finished reading the book? Yes, but okay, I, here's, so. here's, here's, here's the, um, I'll tell you the truth. I listened to the audiobook and I took notes and okay. I just got the physical book in the mail yesterday. Okay. So it means like actually get to reread it and take notes and okay. absorb it deeper. Okay. So do you think that I need to read the whole book before you come on the podcast so we can have a real conversation? 
if you want to skip his story to how he sort of um, finished the manuscript. <laughs> Sounds like they need to read it all. I don't know. There's like the first third of the book is him realizing um, he's, he's broke. He's living in fear. He realized he was a drifter and then something spoke to him like his internal voice. And it was telling him to finish the manuscript for Think, think and Grow Rich. That's what the voice was telling him because he was putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Um, okay. No more spoiler alerts. I'm going to listen to it for my cardio instead of music. This okay. Month. Okay. I think it's a great cliffhanger. And if someone's listening now, like, what is this book? Outwing the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Awesome book. Definitely go recommend you get it. Um, Jenny, where's the best place my audience can find you online? If you've got something coming up, more welcome to, to talk about it. Yeah. So if you want to just tip, dip your toes in gamification, you can join our Facebook group. It's titled Gamification for the Authentic Boss Entrepreneur. And inside of there, we do free workshops and masterclasses, and I'll launch you any other offer that I have coming up. Um, you can go if you feel like you don't want to do it, but it sounds cool and you just want someone to do it for you. You can go to the gamificationagency.com or just reach out to me on Facebook. I'm Jenny Hansen Lane on any social media platform. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show, Jenny. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was so fun. I'm like, okay, I need to hurry and read the book so I can have you on my podcast and we can keep hanging out. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot. Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests' freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them, maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast, you're going to find all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.